The IPL is back and it's 2022. More teams mean it's bigger than ever before, but yet they don't have any players. The mega auction next weekend will sort that out. And we're here to preview it and its process. Rich, welcome back to the 100 Club. Uh, it's been another busy week in cricket, but in less than a week now, we will be tucking into the, the final sort of morsels, if you will, of the IPL mega auction for 2022. Um, we've had a look at it. What do you think? Oh, the mega auction is always exciting. Uh, it happens once every three years because IPL contracts tend to, tend to run for three years. But this time around, because we have the two expansion teams, mm. uh, only a handful of players have been retained, which means that almost everybody's up for grabs. It's sort of the ultimate in team selection and you know strategy. Uh, should be uh, an amazing, amazing couple of days to see how the teams go about it. It is hugely exciting in terms of the, the strategy you can take your teams and your franchises, but it's complicated, right? And there are a lot of elements to unpick. So that's what we're going to have a go at today, right? To get into some of the process. Some of the players are out there. Some of the players who weren't rota uh, retained by teams might be some interest there. And hopefully, you know, sort of set yourself up for the competition itself, which is going to start on the 2nd of April. Uh, and run for about two months. So we're going to have plenty of time to digest these teams once they've been given, but there's a fair bit of conjecture we can enjoy right now, right? Yeah, and I think that we often say that administrators take sports fans for idiots. You know, there's always this thing of, you know, oh, everything's too complicated. It is a little bit complicated, the mega auction, but that's what makes it so intriguing. There is so many strategic elements at play that it's an event in itself. It's sort of this culmination between you know, fantasy sports, which are absolutely a billion-dollar industry these days. You know, fans yeah. around the world are sort of selecting squads in you know whatever sport you may na name. But and everyone like, wants to be a, everyone wants to be a director of cricket, right? Everyone wants to be a GM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the case they're actually doing it with re yeah. yeah the real life players to to uh, who are actually going to go out and compete on the field. So yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating. Great. Okay. And if you're new to the channel, it's great. Thank you for joining us. Um, love having you here. If you give us a like, give us a comment and hit the subscribe button, we'd much appreciate that. And without further ado, with that dirty business done, let's have a first look at some of the uh, the conditions of the IPL this year. So firstly, the big news, which has been around for a while, though, 10 teams. As yet, though, we know the Lucknow Supergiants are coming. We're still waiting on some details for Ahmedabad, the branding, the team name and, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, got, the, uh, got any ideas? Well, they were the Gujarat Lions before, weren't they? So there's a chance mm. that, uh, of course, the, the franchise owners of the Pune Supergiant decided to rename their new franchise the Supergiants again. So yeah, maybe... no longer rising. They, 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 <laughs> they've reached their peak. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So we're expecting, I think, the Ahmedabad um, logo, team name and so forth, actually over the coming weeks. So we should actually know them. Uh, by yeah. the time of the franchise, uh, sorry, uh, the mega auction itself. And as you say, a mega auction, explain what right to match means, though, uh, and, and why it's not being used this time. So in previous auctions, essentially, if a player was bid by a new team up to a new level, then his existing team had the right to match that new level, which means they could retain more of their players. Um, but with the obviously with the new expansion teams to make a level playing field, they're not allowed to do this time round. So that's sort of the major difference. Uh, almost all the players are going to be you know, up for grabs, uh, with the exception of the retained ones, who we'll, we'll touch on in a sec. 
Yeah. So with the retentions, each of the existing eight franchises had a chance to retain up to four. They could they didn't have to take retain any at all. And there was a different pricing structure depending on how many they retained up to a, a maximum. Well, we'll have a look at the pricing in a minute. But yeah, so depending on how many they kept, there had to be a mix of overseas and domestic players as well. The new franchises then came in from those that weren't retained and were allowed to make three special picks, essentially, to give them a foundation. So all of the teams have got around two, three, four players to start with, yeah? Um, so yeah. if my math is right, that leaves them mostly with about <laughs> 20 players to find, yeah? Yeah, teams can have score sizes between 18 to 25 and up to eight overseas players. Of course, only four overseas players can play at any one time. So that's something to remember. Yeah, and there's some, there's some more... Um, nitty-gritty detail in terms of replacement players if someone has to drop out through injury and so forth they're largely going to come from unselected players but there might be some net bowlers selected down the line and essentially but we're looking for about 18 to 25 players at this stage as you say um and so there's got a lot of business to be discussed um Indeed. so the the bare bones of the auction are next saturday and sunday 12th and 13th of february and there are a vast number of players, so not including those who've already been retained by the franchises or the super picks for the new franchises. There are 590 players registered. That's 370 Indian players and 220 overseas players. Um, is that a good balance? Do you think that feels like you know something you get your teeth into, Richard? Well, you know, you could do the maths quickly. I've said there's 25, 25 maximum in a squad, and there's 10 franchises, so there's only 250 players you can get in. Now, yeah. over a thousand players put themselves forward for the draft, of which only five hundred ninety were registered. So it is a good mix, but you know, there's you know, there's plenty of players there to choose from, and you know, quite a few of these, well, nearly half of these players are going to go go home without without a contract. Yeah, and it's an interesting mix as well. I mean, there's only seven players from associate nations, for instance, and about a 50-50 split of capped and uncapped players, with the vast majority of the uncapped being amongst the domestic Indian players. But um, I might have liked a few more associate players making making it their way through, given some of the performances we saw in the uh, in the World Cup recently. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. But uh, Well, we'll see. It's Maybe Curtis Camp will get reward for his forfeit. Yeah, but this is the biggest this is the biggest T twenty tournament in the world cricket. So this isn't a development league, you know, to, to get the associates <laughs> through. I think there are I think there are plenty of opportunities to to address that, but maybe not necessarily IPL. Yeah, well, I think we can have a good look at the players list, and that is now uh, out there on the BCCI website. And I'll stick a link down below in the description. So if you want to get through that, um, are you willing to advertise your app as well, Rich? Yeah, I'll whack it in the uh, in the thing below so you can see all the players who are involved. Yeah, so Rich, being the being the man <laughs> he is, has made a little app. I'll, I'll stick a link down below so you can have a look through by price and so forth. Do a little bit of fantasy selection in advance of those leagues coming out. Yeah, that's what I just wanted to touch on this quickly because if you're not in India, yeah. uh, as many of us yeah. are are not, uh, then you might hear sort of claw and luck being thrown around and thinking, oh, gosh, what does that all mean? But it's actually quite simple. So, uh, in, in in you say in, that in, I had to look it up again today. <laughs> <laughs> so, India has a word for uh, the English doesn't has a word for ten million and has a word for hundred thousand. So, ten million is crore and a hundred thousand is luck. Um, and you know, conveniently enough for those of us in the UK, it's about 100 rupees to the pound at the minute. So one crore, 10 million rupees, that is about 100,000 pounds. One lakh is 1,000 pounds. So when we say that the teams have a budget of 90 crore, 
that means they more or less have nine million pound budget, about twelve million you know, US dollars. And you know, the individual contracts. When you see like a player is going for, you know, uh, you know, ten, twelve crore in his contract, that means he's roughly going for you know, one point two million pounds. So that's sort of the way to think of it. You'll hear these terms being thrown around. And think, oh gosh, I don't know what that means, but actually, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, once you get your head around it. It's not too bad, absolutely. And ultimately, 90 is the target figure for Craw, and uh, you can top yourself up to that. We'll have a look at the budgets in a bit more detail. But before we get into that, it's worth knowing a bit more about the picking process as well, yeah. because it's going to be done in rounds, right? There are a minimum of three big sort of broad bracket rounds. That's the capped players, then the uncapped, and then a, a final round where the unsold. But it's actually a lot more complicated than that, isn't it, Rich? Yes, you want to flick onto the <laughs> next few graph. Is it on there? Is it? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, I didn't do that much, no, but I mean, like, go on. Well, I mean, it, it starts off with the uh, the, the retentions. So the, the players that retained had a certain amount of value, uh, whether they were the first, second, third, or fourth. And teams could decide to retain up to four players, of which three could be Indians or two could be overseas. And teams yeah. have, you know, I think the Punjab have only only retained two. Some teams, I think, like Mumbai, have retained four. But that meant that they had a set budget for those retained players, which means they only have so much left for the draft. Yeah. And then, as you said, each player has their own base price. That's the minimum for which they can go for. Uh, and as you say, in the later rounds, things can be accelerated. If if there's only one team interested, they don't necessarily have to auction every every player they can sort of accelerate through or just just pick the players that the teams indicate which players they want to bid on and, and they'll concentrate on those yeah and some there's some consequences to all of that so the more successful recent teams you'll probably find have kept retained more of their players and have used therefore more of their their budget to sort of keep that core in place uh about half of the budget you know 42 uh, core uh, leaving them in those cases 48 on the table for the auction and then, as you say, two core being the best player minimum reserve, which they've set for themselves. But actually, yeah. it could go a lot higher than that. And you might find, well, some players being bid up. And so that's that interesting last bullet you make there is the strategy of any auction sometimes is to bid the price up, even if you don't necessarily uh, want the player as much as you're, you're bidding. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I could see easily the best players going for you know in the draft fifteen to you know twenty maybe even above twenty crore for the for the absolute creme de creme players in the draft. Yeah, and or in the auction. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, and and there's a few other little nuances here. So some players who have been retained aren't actually being paid their full value. Um, but that still gets taken from their total of ninety. So there's some little yeah. nuggets there. And if you pay someone more than their purse price what you've paid for them then that also gets taken off your uh your your budget so i think anrik norki is somehow getting 6.5 crore on a retained list rather than the six he would have got otherwise so that's why i think that, that they're, they're knocking off a half crore for that one okay are we are we done with budgets <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> but i like I, but i think that's on. that's that's the that's the genius pit about the auction isn't it because you know, it's not a straight draft. You're not picking sequentially. So if you don't necessarily want that player, but you know yeah. he's going to go for a big, big money, then you bid him up. So yeah. your rivals have to pay more for him. But obviously, go too high, and you might end up with him. You know, anyway. So what you really want to do is get the players you really want, but you want to get your opponents to uh, to waste all their budget early on, so you can then hoover up the players you really want later on. 
Yeah, and you can absolutely imagine it. For a team like, say, uh, Chennai Super Kings, who have made lots and lots of success from having experienced players in their franchise over the years, your FAFTA Plessis, your MS Donies and the like, they're going to be more expensive, you would thought. And if they want to continue that sort of franchise identity, they may be paying quite a lot for their main team of 11, you would have thought. And you, if you could take advantage of that, maybe, and make them overbid for that core, because your strategy is maybe to have the younger player that you can keep for a long period. We'll see. But that, that's one way it could play out, right? It, indeed. And all the franchises, they're busy wargaming this week. You know, they'll have, you know, uh, Rajasthan are famous for doing, but I think, you know, all of the teams have followed their lead now. And they'll have people in the room playing the other franchises as they go yeah. through and do mock auction after mock auction after mock auction and working out sort of that sort of from a game theory perspective, the optimal uh, strategy to, to build their franchise. Okay, well, I went through all of the sort of the team hierarchies, actually, when I was drawing up some of this stuff. And actually, only one team had a named auction strategist on their, <laughs> uh, on their website. But they all have their other ways of titling it. The director of cricket, the yeah. team mentor, the icon, if you're Sachin, for Mumbai, is no less so. <laughs> but um, they'll all have their say. Sachin, their game theory textbooks, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, he's, he's there. He's, he's got a big paddle with, you know, bids on him. <laughs> <laughs> in the room okay so what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of these teams now uh and the order for this uh sort of discussion i think is is your power rankings Rich. this do you is want my, to just yeah. that beforehand this is my power rankings as of february this is how i see the team shaping up in terms of who they've retained their track record you know how i see the how i see the franchises the pecking order you know and we'll uh -huh. revisit this as we go forward but this is as of 6th of february this is where i see the franchises I love this. This is an Instagram post in the making already for me. My <laughs> weekly power rankings, <laughs> according Indeed. to Rich Baker. Okay, so here we go then. First up, the weakest yeah. team in the tournament you have as your very own Punjab Kings. My own team. I've put them 10th. Where else could they be? Absolutely dismal last time out. And yeah. they have... And, you know, I couldn't find a fielding coach for them on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were, there were two bright spots last season. Yeah. And that was uh, Ravi Bishnoi and uh, Kale Rahul, you know, for the Punjab Kings. You know, Kale Rahul finished third in the in the um, in the run scoring, and, and Ravi Bishnoi was in the top ten for economy rate. And they haven't retained either of them. You know, they both but, disappeared yeah. off to the to the expansion teams. They may, they've retained Mark Agarwal and Arshdeep Singh, of course. You know, two very you know good players, but you know, they're not the sort of the players. You, you're building a franchise around. I mean, they're not sort of mainstays. Neither of them are mainstays of the Indian team. And it's track record. You know, the, the franchise has traditionally recruited badly. Uh, and, you know, why why is that going to change now? So for me, you know, Punjab, they've got it all to do. They have got the biggest budget. I was going to say, know. things in the pros column, you know, 72 yeah. crore on the table. They've got the biggest budget. It's just, do I trust them to do to spend it wisely? No, I don't. <laughs> Okay, well, Anil at the helm. And I think they've yeah. named Mayank Agarwal will be the captain this year. Do you like that as a choice for captaincy? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you've retained him. You're going to build your franchise around him. You know, give, give that man the captaincy. Happy with that. Okay. But as you say, they have a, they've let, you know, Kerwahul, uh, Ravi Bushnoi, Nikos Puran was an option to retain, uh, Shahrukh Khan, and obviously the universe boss himself. But they don't yeah. need any of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too disappointed about that. I think you know we, we love Chris Gale and uh, what a player he's been. But yeah, I yeah. think his time is done. I'd be pretty surprised. I'd be pretty surprised if anyone picks him up. I don't know. I can't Indeed. even say if he's registered. I think he has. Okay, 
Number nine in this countdown on your power rankings, Lucknow Supergiants, with their brand new sparkly logo. What do you think of that one before we go any further? I think it's a. It's not too bad, is it? It's sort of got the Indian oh. flag and the cricket bat down the middle. Um, I mean, these guys, they... Like I said, they had a franchise before. They were called. Looks them. like he's playing French cricket with that batting. Yeah. That's I mean, going what, straight in the air. What is, what, I mean, what, what is so super about Giants anyway? I mean, it's, it's not a great name. Um, and in terms of, yeah, they, they've done well. They picked up, you know, Gerald and Ravi Bishnoi. But then in the middle, a strange one, Marcus Stoinis, who, mm. uh, you know, what's the, what's the old boxing joke? You know, body of a Greek statue and the feet to match. You know, <laughs> he's, well, he's, a, he's a good bits and pieces cricketer. You know, he's he power with the bat, bit of medium pace with the ball. But is he the kind of overseas stars you want to build your uh, your franchise around? Not for me. Plenty of questions around the Super Giants. They weren't great when they were in Pune, so I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're ranked down at ninth. Yeah, I think there's probably quite a question around Australians. Uh, general in the IPL, and we expect the tournament to be played in India this year. Fingers crossed, etc. But I think that most most overseas players who have registered are from Australia. About forty seven, I think, off the top of my head. And actually, the the trans the sort of success rate, the hit rate for Australians coming into the IPL, I think, has been pretty poor generally over the years. Certainly for teams picking people on the strength of their recent BBL season. Yeah. That hasn't actually always uh, translated. No, Marcus Stoinis has got a bit more behind it than that. But, you know, do you think that might affect the value of some of the Australians coming in? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, the Pakistan Super League runs after Big Bash. Mm. But given the issues between India and Pakistan, you don't get Pakistan players in the IPL, which means that the Big Bash is the last major franchise tournament prior to the IPL. So there could be a bit of recency bias there. You know, somebody performs well in the Big Bash and gets spotted. Um but yeah, maybe it's just to do with conditions or pitches or something. But yeah, generally Australians have have you know flattered to see. But with a few notable exceptions, I mean, Josh Hazelwood was was fantastic last year, and Glenn Maxwell's been a mainstay uh, at the IPL for for many a year. And in fact, as David Warner until the last you know little yeah. little bit of recent history. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Indeed. And you are neglecting one other source of talent seeking before I move on, which is of course is the recent Under Nineteen Cricket World Cup. Uh, there's some big names potentially. Who put their name into the hat uh, from that one? Is there anyone that you've got in particular? Um, no one in particular from that. But I think you have to have played first class, right, in order to uh, in order to get in. So yeah, I think they've been thin. But there's there's Baby AB who's in there, who is the player mm. of the tournament. We'll see how he gets on. Maybe he gets pulled through. Okay, so down at number eight, then uh, a real. A re a really disappointing franchise in many occasions. I'm, afraid. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised, you know, they've made it as high as number eight in a little, in a, in a little sense. You might be harsh on the Lucknow Giants, uh, Lucknow Super Giants there, but Sunrise is higher about. Can they can they use the power of Kane Williamson to pull themselves forward? Probably not. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> although they they do have a named auction strategist because you know yep. Tom Moody Tom Moody can't do everything himself. Of course, Oval Invincibles. Head honcho Tom Moody. Um, yeah, I think I think Kane Williamson is obviously a brilliant cricketer, but is he worth fourteen crore when you consider sort of some of the uh, the overseas talent available in the draft? Yeah, not for me. I mean, they they weren't great last year. I don't necessarily expect them to improve massively this time round. So they're down at eight, but they could have been tenth. 
Yeah, and, you know, who have they let go? Well, again, another question there. They've let go Rashid Khan, for instance, again, picked up by one of the expansion uh, franchises. We've got David Warner, who we knew had a lot of beef, I think, with the Sunrise Heidelberg towards the end, yeah. in, including getting benched. Johnny Bairstow, though, I think would have been a, a fair shout for a lower core uh, bid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's slightly uh, odd. Well, last season, it took them, what, 10 games to work out that Jason Roy might be worth a run in the side? Yeah. You know, well, so David Warner was barely hitting off the square. Yeah. So yeah, issues with the way they're run for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily expect them to improve massively. Keep an eye on your Twitter. That's how they run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if they've got problems, what about Ahmedabad? They haven't got a logo, a team name, or anything yet. But what they do have is actually some pretty decent special picks. I think I like the selections, and we know I think that Hardik Pandya is going to be. The captain of this outfit so you know they've put in 37 core straight off the bat um, yeah got those three is that a fair investment it's a good investment uh hardik pandya fantastic cricket also box office i think you need that for a, for a new franchise as well you know it, mm. he's he somebody who almost transcends cricket you know he's he's star power in india then you've got the best t20 player in the world in my book yeah rashid khan um never ten, never won an IPL trophy though. Never won a franchise tournament in general, apparently. Yeah. Um, but I think he's getting better and better with the bat. He's still so young and he's yeah. you know, played so many games that I think he's gonna in the next few years really move into that that kind of genuine all all rounder category because he can you know score scope so quickly at the, at the back end of an innings. Obviously, so difficult to play, takes wickets, low economy rate, and Shuman Gill as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a decent bit. Yeah, nice to see Vikram Solanke getting a role there as the uh, director of cricket. Let's yeah. uh, let's see how uh, how they get on. And Gary Kirsten as a mentor, telling them to uh, calm it down a bit, nerdle it into the leg side. Did he have any yeah. other shots other than that, Gary Kirsten? I suppose he sort of had some you know, cut shot, didn't he? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Don't know. Took a long time to to wake up and find out what he'd been doing a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> ultimately, though, that should be an exciting foundation for the team. We'll see what they do with the remainder of the auction, of course. Um, but they've got a big stadium to fill, so they'll be hoping to do that. They will do, yeah. And it, I guess as a Welsh Fire fan, you'll be looking out for for them with Gary Kirsten in the charge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that is genuinely a fair placing for them. Let, let, let's say that. With any new franchise, you don't know quite where to put them. But I think they are definitely, you know, starting off in a decent position. Let's see yeah. how they go on. Okay, now into some of the more established, famous teams. And you've got the Kolkata Knight Riders, KKR, of course, down there in sixth. Uh, don't fancy, uh, you know, don't fancy them to do something this year? The hipsters' favourites, the KKR, they they play T20 yeah. the way it was meant to be played, right? <laughs> sort of, you know, go hard from ball Bish bash one. bosh. Bish bash bosh. Yeah. Um, they've, I mean, they've, they've kept the, the core of the side together. Dre Russ, Sunil Narayan comes back in as well. Uh, Chakravarti and Inia are obviously there for the future. Um, I mean, they could have been, they could have almost gone anywhere between sort of six and three in this case, but I don't know. They, they were pretty average for a lot of last season. And then they got hot towards the end, didn't they? And yeah. got themselves all the way into the final. But uh, I don't know. What was representative? Was it that that hot streak towards the end? Or was it sort of, uh, were they on a sort of gradual decline curve? Well, let's well see depending whether... on uh, depending on which KKR fan you ask, you might say that they've got rid of the problem, which might have been Owen Morgan. <laughs> Indeed. Although if you ask another KKR fan, they might say Owen Morgan's captaincy was everything. And we don't necessarily know who's going to captain this team going forward. Do you think it's one of the retained players or are they going to be in the market for a captain, do you think, on the, on the weekend? 
I think they'll get Owen Morgan because no one else will bid for him. <laughs> just as a just a bonus bonus eleventh man stroke captain specialist yeah. captain. Yeah, just running on with the drinks, telling them where to move. Okay, yeah. I will give you five pounds if that's what their plan is. <laughs> I think they're in the market for captain, and that's probably one of the biggest decisions that any team can have to make on an auction. I'm slightly suspicious about leaving it to that point. Don't know. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, the logic extension of like being the purest T20 is obviously taking uh, the signs from the dugout approach that some teams have been trialing, and essentially just having a, mm. a, a basically a like a middle linebacker on the field who just basically takes the play call or take the instruction from the coach, you know, re relay it, uh, not have a, not have necessarily have a thinking captain on the field. You're basically just relaying instructions. <laughs> are you, are you minded to, uh, are you minded to remind yourself of James Vince for the Southern Braves? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even going so far as to do any of the instruction at all. He just stood there. Yeah. yeah. Just wave at Mahela every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's see how Brendan McCullum goes as a coach as well. That'd be an interesting one. So Indeed. in at five, um, again, a team that's historically had a fair sprinkling of English players amongst it has only retained the one in Joss Butler. Rajasthan Royals, of course, is who I'm talking about here. In fact, alongside uh, Sandri Sampson, likely the captain again, though, uh, they've got a budget of 62 core, which is pretty generous for a team that I think is pretty well run normally. Yeah, and I know that Sandri Sampson is one of your favourite players in the IPL, Tom. Mm. Um Obviously, they won it in the first year, uh, haven't done so well since, but have been lauded for sort of their alternative strategies, like during the draft. Um, you know, very smart director of cricket uh, in Kumar Sangakara, slightly less smart mentor in uh, Shane Warne. But... <laughs> he knows a bit about <laughs> cricket, Mitch. He doesn't. He, oh, he certainly knows a bit about cricket. Um, maybe some of that will he'll bring back to the, uh, the London spirit this summer. Um, but otherwise, yes. I've, I've, this is an interesting one because I've almost put them ahead of KKR based on the fact that I think they will draft well. Mm. Uh, they obviously came back from the wilderness a few years ago after their two-year ban and built a quite a sort of a solid team in, in a non-expansion draft. Um, I think they draft well. And for that reason, I've almost sort of given them the benefit of the doubt and put them in at fifth. Uh, okay. Let's say this is a team that wants to bring back some of the big name players from the auction process. Um, would you let's let's play let's put some prices on heads. You know, what are you saying for Ben Stokes on this rotation, who was previously a Rajasthan Royals player? Well, he's not made himself available this time round. So, ah, of course. Yeah. so that's an easy one, of course. Okay, let's go on. Joffre Archer. Uh, not available either. <laughs> Testing you. It's like you've been using your own app for it. Okay, final one. Liam Livingston. Uh, Liam Livingston, I would pay um, 15 to 16 crore for Liam Livingston. Actually, would maybe you? a little bit more because he's, he's really he, – his bowling on those slow pitches in the UAE was very difficult to get away, you know, his ability to bowl uh, both off-spin and, and leg-spin. So I think, uh, yeah, I think Liam Livingston could uh, – there could be more of one uh, franchise after after his service. So you're suggesting the quarter of the Rajasthan's Royals budget could go on one player? Yes, like I think that, and I think that's th th true throughout. I think wow. you know the, the top sort of two players might go. For, I, th I think they, I think the core of the side you've got retained three to four players already, and then say you've got fifty to sixty left. I think teams would be willing to put like forty of that on the next two to three players, and then because there's wow. so many good players, uh, at the oh, back end some amazing drop. players, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think okay, and you could be you could be into the, you know. The the point four core the uh, four lap guys yeah. yeah okay 
interesting. Well, we'll see how that one pans out. So, number four in your countdown, your power rankings. Unfortunately, you can't quite see it there with our faces, but that's okay. Number four. Uh, Delhi Capitals, okay. Again, had some recent success. Had looked good last year. Based on a bowling attack, mostly. Uh, and the one that, you know, stands out there is Anrik Nokia coming back at six and a half four. That seems like a bargain, right? Yeah, that is a bargain. And I think that's why I you know, put them in the top four. They were good last year. I think they were disappointed how it sort of came. Uh, they, they, did, they couldn't finish it off. Obviously, they won the, the group stage on the back of that fantastic um, bowling effort. They've retained Axel Patel as well. Mm. Um, they had Kigiso Rabada as part of that. They might be looking for him again this time round. And, You'd be surprised yeah. if they weren't in the market for Kigisa or Bada. Right? Yeah, and I think that I think they'll look to replicate that that model again. You know, a very strong bowling unit backed up with some aggressive hitting. You know, they retained Pant, they retained Pretty Sure. Um, you know, get a couple, a bit more power. You know, to to bolster those, and I think they'll be very competitive once again. Yeah, I like it. Interesting one about Ravi Ashwin, though. Um, I suppose they would have probably had to use the top end of their picks for that, and they've, they've decided not to retain Ravi Ashwin. Is, is he another player they think they'll return to? I think that a bit like Haradik Pandya, Ravi Ashwin is such a marquee name that I mm. could see the, the new franchises trying to pick him up. I wonder if he's uh, Lucknow might be a might be a spot for him. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think they just—they were kind of blessed with big name talent in Delhi, and uh, not all of them over over age, as it were. So um, actually, you know, could have done more, but they've taken their four, as have the Chennai Super Kings. Perhaps I think you know, well, defending champions, of course. Um, you've got them going down to three here. So what what has turned them down from you know champions to third best in your mindset? So. I wondered around the decision to bring back MS at you know, 12 crore. I think that you know Donny's been an incredible servant to the CSK over the last decade. And you know, probably if we were sort of doing a, a T20 Hall of Fame, you know, he'd be a first mm. round ballot. You know, we talk about <laughs> you know, yeah. If you think about sort of the, the, the greatest T20 players, he's he's in that conversation. But he's he is coming to the end. He didn't have a great tournament last time round. Um, obviously, he brings a huge amount in terms of his leadership. But I wonder at what point that leadership transitions more into a coaching role. Mm -hmm. So it was. I thought using up twelve crore on MS was a bit of a bit of an error there for me. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there were CSK fans who are, you know, think that I'm an idiot for saying so. But for me, I would like to free that up to bring in a bit more talent. Love love the fact they brought Moeen back. You know, huge vote looks like a bargain at eight. Yeah, yeah. Rutheraj Gaikwad, top scorer. Another bargain. Year. Exactly. Uh, and obviously Ravi Jadeja, you know, fantastic marquee player. So so yeah, good business, but I put them at behind sort of three just because I think one and two a little bit ahead. Well, and there's there's a bit of rumor going on around the MS Tony thing. The one rumor is that he actually asked not to be retained. Mm. Uh, so that the the franchise for which he has played for so many years uh, could actually use that money on building the strength of the squad and a younger foundation. There's also the fact that, you know, I think that they, if once they decided they were going to retain him, actually they didn't retain him as the top pick and actually therefore they freed something that way. So he's showing his leadership there. And I think they yeah. do want him as a leader and a captain. I think they think, play it back. That's fair enough. And I like that as well, that 
it does show that as, as much as they talk about the analytics of the draft, sometimes it is heart overhead and sometimes there's these emotional decisions are made. And I'm sure next weekend that there's going to be a bit, a bit of sort of bravado, a bit of machismo, like we need to go out and get this player and there's going to be some 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 odd behaviour going on in order to make sure that you know people get their man. Yeah, well, I've named a few players or f- a few influential persons in the draft at the top. Clearly, mm. there are the most influential at all that aren't named on these, which are the owners. And they're going to have their say, right? <laughs> okay. So, number two, you have the Royal Challengers Bangalore. And what a fantastic set of re- uh, retentions that looks like with Kohli, Maxwell and Siraj. Uh, that presumably is the basis for your placing them second overall? Yeah, I think so. I think that Maxwell is just... In, in the form of his life in T20 cricket at the minute. Uh, he had a great IPL. Uh, he had a fantastic World Cup when uh, you know, Australia winning it. He's just had come off a great big bash. I yeah. think he's been with the you know, RCB a few years now. I think he sort of fits in really well. And I think with Coley sort of not captain, I don't think he's going to captain the side. He said he'd, re- he'd step down from that. He stepped down from captaining India. I think, you know, taking a bit of that away from him in terms of all the other stuff going on and, allowing him just to focus on his batting, I think it's really going to be a season. So I think, you know, with his bat alone, that's going to take him halfway there. You you could absolutely see it, couldn't you? All those sort of considerations taken off. You can just focus on the the thing we all love about Virat, which is his batting, really. He can just play and score huge bucketfuls of generous runs. We'd love to see it, right? Yeah, and I think people would say like, oh, hey, you're just being blinded by the star names here. You're not looking at sort of the strength and depth. You're not looking at uh, your track record. But actually, I'm like, fair play. I'm being blinded by stars, but I think they're both going to have an amazing, all three of them have an amazing season. I think that's going to take them sort of a long way into uh, into the latter stages of, of the tournament. Yeah, well, okay. Well, let's address that head on then, that criticism. They have let players go, like sort of uh, Padikal, Chahal, um, Harsha Patel, Washington Sundar. Why didn't they keep one of those as well? Why not, Rich? Well, I think they probably thought that, you know, it was better to have the firepower in terms of the budget. They probably will try and target some of those players back, but they obviously decided just to have the flexibility. Uh, or maybe the scouting department has said, actually, you know, we've we think we know who the next generation of players coming through are, and we're going to go after those uh, in, the, in the way that we brought those other youngsters through. Perhaps. I'd have been tempted by some Washington Sundar, though. Doesn't yeah. Okay. Unsurprisingly, you've gone for the perennial bookie favourite. Yeah. The superstar <laughs> multi-IPL winning uh, Mumbai Indians as your power rankings number one. Justify yeah. that, Rich. Well, if, if Bayern Munich or FC Hollywood, then Mumbai means a, a CC Bollywood. Um, they are, we just come I up mean, with that. Good. <laughs> they are, I mean, up there with CSK in terms of the winningest franchises. I like, well, obviously, we like Mahela Jaya Wardner. I think he's the best coach in T20 cricket. We saw that up yeah. close last summer with the way he, he, he sort of steered uh, through James Vince as his on-field puppet. Um, so then brave to victory. And I think I look at, you know, already four players there that are the absolute, you know, that, that, I mean, even if you put four, a four-man team out, that would be a competitive T20 side, I think, in terms mm. of Rohit, Jasper Bumara, uh, Sky and, and Kieran Pollard. So I think that uh, they already have a core of a, a fantastic side. I think they will recruit well. 
um, because I think they have a very good front office in Zahir Khan. You know, Sachin gives his you know, two cents worth as well. But between Zahir Khan and Mahela Jawadna, fantastic brain trust. They will recruit very well, complement that spine. And, you know, there's, there's, it's the intangibles. It's just a franchise that wins. So similar to CSK. So for me, ranking them power one, maybe that changes next Monday when I see who they've recruited, but uh, I'm putting them <laughs> number one at the minute. Okay. Well, I mean, they had a disappointing season last year in the grand scheme of things. Is the pressure on them in that sense? You know, if it doesn't go well in the first half of this IPL, could could we see some, some bigger changes being being called at the Mumbai Indians next year? Potentially so, but I think with Mumbai, the pressure's always on. Uh, yeah. I think every season, if they don't win it, then that's seen as failure. So I, I, I think last year, yes, was a bit disappointing. But to what extent, Tom, can we write off last year as you know, a bit of aberration? We had that split season, you know, it was stopped by COVID. We came back, we played in the UAE. It wasn't quite the normal IPL because obviously you know, the cricket was great, but we didn't have the crowds. We didn't have that normal dynamic. Uh, they didn't have their sort of you know, the home stadium, so I think we can sort of write off 2021 a little bit, and I expect them to be very strong in 2022. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see with the ten team dynamic. But uh, no, I, I think they'll be in the top two in the league, and then as you know, where the playoffs is a bit of a lottery. But uh, I think they'll be there at the latter stages. Yeah, well, okay. So you've got them first. That's fine. There is some clearly some good talent that they've let go as well. Likes of Ishan Kishan, I think, will go for a large sum. Trent Bolt will be in the first first group of capped players going through. Raul Chahar, a great option as yep. well. So we'll see. We'll see quite where some of that talent lands, and that will all be confirmed. Twelfth, thirteenth of February. That's next Saturday, Sunday, uh, from time of recording. Okay, Rich. Um, any last justifications or comments you have on your rankings or where you see this IPL auction going? I'm just fascinated to see how it plays out. We don't see it particularly often uh, that we have a mega option where we don't have the right to match. So genuine free-for-all, it's going to be fascinating to see who ends up where. I completely concur. And if you uh, if you think it's exciting now, well, frankly, I can't wait for the 2nd of April when it all kicks off as well. So we'll, we will be tracing that journey through, as always, the 100 Club, home of short format cricket on YouTube or your podcast provider wherever you get that from if you enjoyed the comment please let us know hit subscribe and we'd much appreciate it we'll keep the coverage up and until then rich go watch some psl or do okay see you next time on the hundred club